0: treasures and so we can sing.
1: hi I'm peanut and welcome to treasures from the Bible today we'll be learning something new about mrs. Smith And our Bible study will be about the joy and gladness of God, who alone is righteous.
2: Well, hi. What a crew. Is this the new Garden Bicycle Club?
1: Well, not exactly. We're all riding our bikes over to Mr. and Mrs. G's for the Bible study. Is Lizzie ready?
2: Peanut, I think she is. Lizzie, your riding partners are here.
1: I'm in the garage, Dad. My bike won't work. Can you help me?
2: Sure, sweetie. I'll be right there.
1: Are you going to the G's today, Mr. Matthews?
2: You know, Joey, I would really like to go, but I promised a friend at work that I would help him move today.
1: Really? What's he moving?
2: Joey, my friend Brian is basically moving everything he and his family own to another house on Fulbright Street.
1: Dad, Dad, I'm bleeding.
2: Oh, no. Excuse me. Honey, honey, are you all right?
1: I got my finger caught between the chain and the gears.
2: Lizzie, why did you stick your hand in the gears?
1: Because the chain wasn't moving very well, and I was trying to fix it.
2: Uh, Lizzie, let's get you cleaned up, and I'll put some antiseptic and a bandage on, Okay.
1: Don't go anywhere, guys. I'll be right back.
3: We'll be right here waiting for you, Lizzie.
2: Well, you're all patched up. Now we just need to give your bike chain a little tender loving care.
1: It's all orange and brown. What is that? Looks like rust to me.
2: Hmm, I wonder how it got like that.
1: Uh,
3: because I was, uh... Riding it in the rain the other day? I remember doing that as a girl. Whenever it rained, I'd find the deepest puddles to ride through.
2: When I was a boy, we would find a mud spot and spin our tires through it.
1: Now you're talking, (laughs) Mr. Matthews. Would you like to spin out on some mud? I know where the biggest mud puddle in New Garden is.
2: Well, the offer is tempting, Joey. Maybe another time. Remember, I need to help Brian move today.
1: Lizzie. If you can't coast to the G's, I have my trusty tow
3: rope in my backpack. Uh, that's a very kind offer, Joey, but it's probably not the safest idea.
2: Well, let's see what some WG-30 can do.
3: What's that? It's a man's best friend in the
1: garage. But my dad also says that about his cordless drill, too.
2: Joey, I really want to meet your dad sometime.
1: Sure. I think he's like that.
2: Peanut, let me try to answer your question. WG30 is a spray that loosens up rusty parts or things like squeaky hinges and helps them move smoothly. It can be dangerous and should only be handled by an adult.
1: Mrs. Smith, why doesn't your husband ever go with you to the G's house? Um,
3: Lizzie? It's okay, Peanut. You're the only one here that knows. Lizzie, dear, my husband was killed in a helicopter accident a few years ago.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. I'm very sorry,
3: Mrs. Smith. Oh, no.
2: How did that happen?
3: Well, uh, Tim was a second lieutenant in the 10th Mountain Division, and uh, we were stationed at uh, Fort Drum in New York.
2: The Army. That's right. Don't they specialize in cold-weather combat?
3: That's right. So what happened is uh, they were on a training mission, and the helicopter had mechanical problems and went down. Some of the soldiers lived, uh, but my husband and two others were killed. That's so sad. I decided to finish my teaching degree and felt I needed to be closer to my parents. They, uh, They lived just over in Dexterville, and so I was then hired as a teacher in Newgarden.
4: Maybe after our study, we can go for a ride with all of you.
3: I think I can keep up with
1: Joey. I don't know, Mrs. G. Joey is pretty fast.
4: Well, we need to start the Bible study. Peanut, will you read our memory verse, please?
1: Sure. Nehemiah 9, 32 and 33. Now therefore our God, the great, the mighty, and the terrible God, who keep his covenant in mercy... Let not all the trouble seem little before thee that hath come upon us, on our kings, on our princes, and on our priests, and on our prophets, and on our fathers, and on all thy people, since the time of the kings of Assyria unto this day. Howbeit thou art just in all that is brought upon us, for thou hast done right, but we have done wickedly. Now therefore our God, the great mighty. And the terrible God who keeps his covenant and mercy let not all the trouble seem
0: and on our prophets and on our fathers and on all thy people since the time before thee that hath come upon us. How be it thou art just in all that is brought upon us, for thou hast done right, but we have done wickedly. Neither have our kings, our princes, our priests, nor
4: Lizzie, can you read Hebrews 1, 8 through 9?
1: Sure. Hebrews 1, verse 8 through 9. Here it is. But unto the Son he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. I don't understand the part about oil of gladness. What does that mean?
4: These verses are speaking of Christ's righteousness. The oil represents the Holy Spirit. And gladness is another word for joy, as we're going to see in our next verse.
1: How could Jesus be joyful if he knew that one day he would have to suffer the equivalent of an eternity in hell for each believer
4: wow what a great question peanut let's look at hebrews 12:2 can you read that peanut
1: sure um okay here it is looking unto jesus the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. I still don't get it, Mr. G. How could he be glad when he had to suffer?
4: Well, even though what he had to suffer is the worst pain imaginable, he knew that God would not leave his soul in hell, Lizzie, but that he would be resurrected and enter into heaven once again.
1: What verse is that, Mr. G.?
4: Ah, Let's see. That's found in both... Acts two thirty one and in Psalm sixteen ten through eleven. Joy, can you read the Psalm passage? Psalm sixteen ten through eleven. Sure.
1: Psalm sixteen verse ten through eleven. Here it is: For Thou wilt not leave my soul in hell; neither wilt Thou suffer Thine holy one to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In Thy presence is fullness of joy. At Thy right hand there are pleasures for evermore. Hey, it's talking about joy also, Mr. G.
4: By the way, the same language of Hebrews one nine is also found in Psalm forty five verse seven. Thou lovest righteousness and hatest wickedness. Therefore, God, Thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. There is another point I want to bring out. Lizzie, I think I'll have you read verse 24 in the little book of Jude.
1: Okay. Wow, the book of Jude is short. There's only one chapter. Okay, here's the verse. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. It's hard to understand that the Lord Jesus could be glad about saving sinners such as us.
4: You're right, Peanut. It is hard to understand. Well, maybe these next verses will give us some more insight. Would you like to read Luke 15, verses 11 through 14?
1: All right. Luke 15, verses 11 through 14. And he said, A certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land. And he began to be in want.
4: Also in verse 18 we read, I will arise and go to my father, and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. Joey, can you read verse 19 for us?
1: Okay. And am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants.
4: Lizzie, go ahead and take verse 20, okay?
1: All right. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him.
4: Peanut, would you take verses 21 and 22?
1: Sure. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet.
4: Great. Lizzie, go ahead and take the last few verses, 23 and 24, and then we'll have Joey take 32.
1: Okay, okay. And bring hither the fattest calf, and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry.
4: Joy, would you read our last verse for today, number 32?
1: Okay. Luke 15, verse 32. It was me that we should make merry, and be glad. For this thy brother was dead, and is alive again, and was lost, and is found. Is this parable about God being happy about a lost sinner? Yeah. I don't get it either.
4: Well, God gives us this parable to show us a number of truths. But the one truth I want to bring out today is what we have been talking about. The joy of the Father who represents God the Father over this one son who was spiritually lost and by God's grace was saved. But it looks like we've come to the end of our program.
1: We hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions or comments, please write to treasures from the Bible and outreach at Bible Ministries International and Care of Family Radio. Oakland, California 94621 USA
4: May God richly bless you with His salvation
1: Thanks for listening and be sure and tune in next week when we'll learn something new from the Bible. Bye!